that I've been sharing for the number, these past number of weeks. These past number of weeks I've been speaking about what is precious, our walk of the Lord. What is precious, our walk of the Lord. And as a, as a church, one, that one of our focuses is, is in terms of preparing for the Lord's coming. And in preparing for the Lord's coming, this ties in nicely with it because ultimately our walk of the Lord is where it's, it's at. With our walk of the Lord, he speaks to us. He communes with us. We commune with him. And we want to um, finish this message off, if um, time permitting, so that we can have a, the holistic um, picture of what I've been wanting to say. So the scripture that I've been looking at is in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. And it reads this. Let me just get my thing up here. All right. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. The message God delivered through angels has also stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we can ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak. So the key thing that we mention in this, these verses of scripture is that we must be careful not to lose the truth that we've received. We've received the truth of the gospel, of our salvation, and there's lots of doctrines of devils out there. There's lots of things out there, lots of myths and things that are not true that will seek to take us off course and even make us believe that if we believe this as well as, as, well as that, then we can go to be with our Lord Jesus. But it doesn't work like that. We have to hold to the truth, the truth of the gospel. Jesus Christ died for our sins and we have to live a pure and holy life before him. We cannot expect to live anyhow, any way, and expect to get to heaven. The Bible says that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And we have to adhere to what he is saying in our hearts and in our lives. Each of us receive impressions each of us receive words that the Lord speaks to us about. And it's imperative that we follow it through as to what he is saying. And so, when we, before we gave our hearts to Christ, the Bible says like how we, 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 we did our own thing and we, we lived lives that was very fleshly, very carnal. Basically, living for ourselves. And then... The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ comes. We hear the good news of the word. And then we are transformed by the power of God, we said. When we're transformed by the power of God, we recognize that we come from the, the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. 
And then we also acknowledge that at that time as well, there is a battle taking place. We enter into warfare. Whether you feel like you're a soft person or not, we enter into battle regardless of the situation because this is how it is. And so the enemy marks us wanting to ensure that we do not fulfill what we've been tasked with. Then we mentioned how um, the enemy seeks to put different temptations our way. We mentioned that he does different things. In the book of Ephesians, the Bible says like how he sends wiles. The Bible terms it as tricks. And this is the reason why we have to have the shield of faith to take the fiery darts of the enemy. Because there are different things that will come our way. All numerous things. And remember, what is tempting to one person is not tempting to another. Every single one of us has a weakness. The enemy knows it. And what we have to recognize as we come before the Lord every single time, we need to recognize that we are truly weak. We are truly weak without him. You know, sometimes we think we can go and we can do it by ourselves. We can go and be, I can do this, this job, I can do, hey, don't go down that road, you know. This is, you know, I was, listening, I was saying to my wife this morning, Paul the Apostle was an amazing apostle in my opinion. But what his secret was, was that he recognized that when he was weak, that's when he, dis- he was strong. Because that's when the grace of God was able to flow through him. It wasn't in his knowledge. It wasn't in his skill. It was in his weakness that God's grace was able to flow. And what we were saying was, as we go on in this walk, it's important to recognize that we have to look at the, as I would like to maybe term it, the dashboard of our Christian walk and say, listen, you know like in your car, you've got a dashboard. Like on mine right now, I need to go and get some, um, is it diesel? Exhaust, exhaust fluid, right, for my car to go to the um, Halfords or, or Peter. If there's a cheaper place, let me know, please. Um, <laughs> I need to go and buy some diesel fluid for my car. But I have to look at my dashboard. And each of us have to look at the dashboard of our spiritual life to say, Lord, what is it that I need to address? What is it that I need to fix What is it that I need to pour in so I can be efficient? Because it's not just petrol. Because let me tell you something. (laughs) You just keep on going, 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 going. And then, boom, that thing's gone. Because you've not addressed what's been written on the dashboard. And the other thing we was mentioning was that with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, One of the reasons why, and I say this humbly because, listen, all of us are 
vulnerable. I say this in true humility. All of us are open and susceptible to being like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It's because they didn't look at the dashboard of their spiritual walk. And it's important that we do that every single time. We examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith. Because as we said the last time, <laughs> going to church, paying your tithes, doing charitable work, it's, it's not about that. And that's good. But it's about what is God saying to you at this time? What is he saying to you? And are you addressing that? Because if we don't do that, we'll end up in a, not in a good place. Then we mentioned how there are different points that we need to remember. We need to come and remember. In order to guard your, your walk with the Lord, it's important that you have a heart of gratitude, we mentioned. We said that it's important that you are grateful constantly of the gift of salvation and how God has delivered you and I from the clutches of the enemy. We said that as number one. It's important to always have a heart of gratitude before the, our Lord, our King. Because in doing so, we're remembering where we're coming from. Because it was, it was proper doom and destruction. We then highlighted that in that time, we also needed to remember rather, the times, the, the thing that Jesus has done for us. Jesus paid the price for us. He delivered us from the powers of the enemy. And we mentioned that he was in the garden of Gethsemane and how he sweated drops of blood, and how he was tortured, bruised, battered, pieces of flesh torn from his body. And this is another thing that we acknowledge that in number one, that we're to be grateful for. We then mentioned, just moving on, because I want to see if we can get to finish this today. Um, we said that it's important that we ask the Lord to examine our heart daily. And in Psalm 139, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any wicked way in me. We said that this is, that was a very wise prayer of David. Because if you look in the book of Jeremiah, it says that the heart is deceitful. It's wicked. We think we know it. But no man knows the heart. Only the Lord knows the heart. And only God can search the hearts of man. And truly see what's going on in the heart. Because we feel sometimes, I know myself. I know I'm like, we don't. That's the truth. Because the heart is, the Bible says like, it's, the soul is at enmity with God. It's always at war. And so with this, if we 
get the Lord to examine us, we'll be safe. So we said that the last time. We said it's important that we ask the Lord. Whilst we are wanting to guard our walk with the Lord, we need to ensure that we examine our heart. The third thing that we mentioned was this. We said that we need to ensure that we walk in the fear of the Lord. We said that Job walked in the fear of God. He was a man that God could rely on and know that he's walking circumspect before the Lord. To the point that when the Lord had a meeting in heaven with the, with the devil and, and, and different people there, he actually said, listen, I actually am so confident about Job. You can do anything you want, but you can't touch his life. So then the enemy put sicknesses on him and stuff like that. But the Lord knew that he was a person who feared him and stayed away from evil. Now, when we speak about fear, we are not talking, as we always say, about the fear of a mouse or a rat. We are talking about having a holy reverence before him. Your one so you know God is hates evil. You stay away from evil. You see evil over there, you stay away from evil. You you see something that is going to offend God. You stay away from that thing because you know it will dishonor him. It will dishonor your relationship. So you want to please the Lord because of your fear and reverence for God. You love him so much. And so you'll do that because you love God. And if you do sin, you will address it. Not have the, the attitude of, oh, it's okay, Lord. Look, look what I've done in all these years. I've, 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 done, I've done this. I've, I've, I've put the chairs out nicely. I've, 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 I've brought the food in every week. I've, I've set up the projector and everything all nicely. No, no. Listen. By works, it, that doesn't work, man. It's, it's by grace that you are saved, not by works. Least any man should boast. Oh, the, listen, as we were saying, we owe everything to the Lord. And so it's important that we just get it out of our minds. That it's not, we're not stacking up some bank account here. <laughs> In the sense of, oh, I've done this good work, I've done that good work. This is just the least that we can do for our maker and our king and and let me go on to say that as we are doing things that you I, I would encourage us always always to pray lord help us to have the right motive and the right heart because in the book of corinthians it talks about all of our works going through fire and if it is of a pure, some, 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 basically, when it goes through, if it's not of good standing, you won't get no result. You won't get no reward. But if it's good and your motive is pure and right, you want to bring glory to Jesus. You want to make him happy. You want him to be satisfied with what you are doing. You want him to, you don't to be seen, you want Jesus to be seen. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That when you are in front of people that you, let's say, for example, you became a, you, you became a singer 
And then it's like you had an opportunity to be in, thousands, in front of thousands of people. And then all the people start to want to go, no, give all the glory to Jesus. Because he's given you that platform to be able to reach this big congregation of people. So my point is, it's important. Make sure your motive is pure. And walk in the fear of the Lord is, is a very crucial thing. It's a daily affair. It's not just on Sundays. It may feel, <laughs> it's not just on Sundays. Then we mentioned um, number four. I'm going to go swiftly. Walk in humility. Don't, be, don't walk in pride. Don't walk in pride. When someone tells you something about yourself, it's, you've got to, of course, humble yourself. Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that you be exalted in due season. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Do you want grace in your life? Do you want God to flow with tremendous grace? Then we need to walk in humility. Walk in humility before the Lord. The next point we mentioned was don't be judgmental of others. And realize that we're all vulnerable. Don't be judgmental. When someone does something, that looks a bit, oh my goodness. How can she call herself a, a believer in Christ Jesus and she's doing, hey, hey, hey. Back up. Back up. Because the Bible encourages us. Dear brothers, Galatians chapter 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if and if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back up onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. So we have to walk with tremendous care. And humility. See, all these things are all linked. When you're walking with the Lord, they're all connected. Because when we come and we pray, if our heart is all messed up, it's going to affect our prayers. If we are having arguments and having backbiting and unforgiveness, which we'll come to, our prayers are just going to bounce up and down. You may as well just not even bother to pray. It's actually... You'll be saving yourself some time and energy there. So being judgmental and realizing that we're all vulnerable is the state of mind that we should have. We then mentioned it number six, that we should walk um, sober. We should stay alert. And in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9, it says, stay alert, watch out for the Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong. In your faith, remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. The enemy is wanting to damage our faith. 
and the ministries and the different gifts and everything that we have about us, if he can damage that, if he can get us to go off course, then he has us. So we need to be sober. We've got to make sure that those things that can contaminate us and our thinking doesn't cause us to go off course. I don't want to spend too much time. I want to just move on to the next part. We said that in number, uh, number seven, be diligent in your devotional life. We said that um, in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. And then in Psalms 55, verse 16 to 17, it says, As for me, I will call upon the Lord, and the Lord shall save me, evening, morning, and at noon, Will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Which is indicating that, look, all the time, I'm communing with my God. All the time, I'm committed. I'm, my relationship is, I've got you on my mind all the time. And, okay, you have your set times and all of that, but there should be a constant flow. A constant flow of communion with the Lord. Now, we didn't get to this point, and I'm very conscious of time, and I want to make sure we get this done. So, the next point that I mentioned that we didn't get to do was this. Number eight, find people whom you trust to speak into your life, to tell you the truth about yourself. Find people that will speak the truth in love to you and tell you about yourself, you know, Look, us humans at that time, we don't want to be told about ourselves. That's the, that's the truth, right? Because when we are told about ourselves, it's like, Whoa, that hurts. That's really oh, uncomfortable. And you don't really want to respond because you think to yourself, you know, you feel embarrassed. You know, and you, you don't want to be told. But find people. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You can, be, you can guarantee that if you have people who tell you the truth in love, you will soar in life. But if you have those people always flattering, Oh, you're doing well all the time. You're doing well. You're doing well. There's nothing you're doing wrong. Whoa. Whoa. You're going to go off course. Because let me tell you something, okay? If there was a man and he's going down the field with his cutlass, he's thinking he's cutting straight, right? And he's going all the way down, but if someone's behind him and can see him going off, he says, hey, come back over here. But if he doesn't have someone behind him, he will continue to go off course. Which is why we always need someone else. Which is why we are interdependent. We're not independent. We, we are not someone who can live on our own island. I don't need this person. I don't need that. Hey, hey, really? We all need each other. The way how this is, we are a body. The hand cannot say to the foot, I have no need of thee. We all need each other. 
in every shape and every form. And so it's important that you find someone, have someone who can speak into your life and tell you the truth. It's good. I had someone tell me yesterday. I didn't tell you about it. I'll tell you later. Yes, I had someone tell me about it by myself yesterday. I, I didn't like it. Didn't like what they told me. But I said, thank you. I receive. It was that. <clears throat> All right. Well, but hey, it's life. And if I want to be effective, I have to receive the truth as well. Number nine is this, walk in love. Walk in love. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 to 14 says, Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. Everything you do with love. As you are putting things out, you're doing it in love. As you're talking with someone, you're speaking in love. This is one of the prayers I always like to say. Father, please guide my conversations today. Guide everything that I'm saying to people. That I don't go off course and speak rubbish. There's enough rubbish out there. Why do I want to start speaking rubbish? We want to speak the truth in love. So that we can grow up into all things and be who he needs us to be. I want to speak about, um, I want to probably home in on this part, last part here, number 10. And the reason why I want to do that is because I think this is a really, really important thing as a Christian as well. As, don't get me wrong. All the other things are important. But I think this is like the, like the rudder that will set the course of your life. And I want to read um, this verse of scripture, which we all know, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 23. It says, guard your heart above all else. Everybody say guard. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. It determines the course of your life. There is, see, what we have to remember is, is this. Man is spirit, soul, and body. And the soul comprises of the will, the emotions, and the intellect. God, we've been made like God in the sense that we can have the ability to choose. And, you know, the will is such a powerful thing. I'm speaking specifically about the will here. It's such a powerful thing that not even God himself touches that. That is how powerful the will is. To the point that when the people at the Tower of Babel went to go and build the tower, 
they determined within themselves, let us. These, listen, they, they weren't even Christians. Put, put aside Christianity and the power of faith and unity. Put all that aside. Let us come together. Let us all come together. Let us, let us, let us, let us. It got so serious that God himself, the triune God, the God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they had to have a meeting on earth, man. I said, this is serious. What? This is serious stuff, man. They're going to build a tower that's going to enter heaven because of the power of unity. And so they had, this is where we all know they mixed up the languages. Because he recognized that the, the, the unity that they had was so strong, was, it was going to happen. And it all started from their will. The very nature of will implies self-control. The will controls the destin destiny of men. Your will, my will, determines our destiny. What we choose today to do, to decide to follow Jesus or not, is going to determine our destiny, our will. And God wants to administer his will, his purpose, through our will. Through us yielding our will to him. He wants to administer his plans, his purpose, to flourish upon the earth. But we, but we have to be the ones to yield our will. Because if we don't yield our will, he can't flow and cause his plans and purposes because the way how God has made it is that whoever's got an earth suit on and we've all got earth suits on here apart from the devil he's just roaming about looking for one to jump in and to manifest his will you see see God wants to manifest his purpose and plan through you but he needs somebody who can say here I am Lord Send me. Here I am, Father. I yield my will. Because whatever controls your heart controls your life. Whatever is being downloaded right now, whatever you are feeding and brewing and meditating upon is controlling your life right now. It's controlling my life right now. What, and I'm going to ask you the question, what is it that you're feeding on? What is it that you're meditating on? What is it that you're chewing on? What is it that you are allowing and imbuing to come into your heart, into your soul? What is it that you are brooding on that will cause you to make a decision? Is it, as I like to call it, tockety tick? TikTok, are you meditating on that? Are you meditating on each clip? As you're going down, scrolling down, you're meditating on that. Or is it Facebook? Is it, you're throwing that? Or what, what is it you're meditating on? 
was it, what's the date, what's, the, what's that, Jeremy Kyle, you made, you're watching his programs, hey, what's going on today, Jeremy Kyle, hey, start watching all these programs and seeing how the, oh, oh, look at this, this is amazing, <laughs> and you start to go on, you start to imbue, don't get me wrong, right, I watch reality TV as well, right, but my point is, what is it that you're spending the most time on? What is it that you are imbuing and meditating on? Because that thing that is dominating your life is the thing that is going to set the course of your life. It's going to set the course of your life and cause you to make decisions you may want that will probably take you somewhere good or take you somewhere bad. You see, it's important. This is why you have the conscious mind. Then you have the subconscious mind. This is why in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall meditate upon it day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, and then thou will make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Before that, it says, be, you know, be of good courage and stuff like that. But my point is, as we meditate it upon the word, we are saying, we are allowing, we are deciding, we are choosing to allow the word to come from here. To go to here. Because, you see, when whatever comes from here and goes to here is what's going to rule you. What is it? That's, that's the thing that's going to control your life. If we can get the word from here to here through meditation, through confession, through imagination, as you meditate upon the word, you imagine you see yourself seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, with the enemy under your feet. Having that type of imagination and confessing it and declaring it and speaking it will become your reality. Because whatsoever a man thinketh, so is he. You are what you think. You are what you meditate upon. You are what you eat through your eye gate, through your ear gate. What is it that you're listening to? What are you hearing? What type of music are you listening to? Is the music that you're listening to edifying your spirit? Or is it determining your course to go down? Because everything has this, everything... Uh, I, I, some people don't believe this, but listen, in my opinion, everything's got a spirit behind it, right? I, I have to say, when you, when you, when you, listen, when you listen to music, for, in, for example, it has a spirit behind it. Some, as, you, as we all know, some of these songs that we hear are dedicated to Satan. And so when someone listens to something like this, it will set the course. It will go from here, from the conscious mind, 
to the subconscious mind. And the more you listen, the more you hear it, the more it pumps. Every, the more it pumps. And the words goes from here to here. It will change you. And so, it's important what you hear. This, listen, this, this is what I'm saying to you. This is what I'm saying to you. The soul of man, we have to really guard. You have to do, you have to be, you have to be aggressive. You know, like, like, like someone come and slaps you, right? The first one, hey, we have to be aggressive like that against, against, not people, please. No, no. <laughs> against things coming into our eye gate, things coming into our ear gate that is going to take us off course. Because I'm telling you, things have been released upon this earth right now. And things are going to escalate. But if the word is not deep within our heart, but if what God is saying is not deep within our soul and our subconscious, when those things come, it could take us out. It will take you off course. And it's my prayer today that every single one of us and every person under the sound of my voice we will take God's word and meditate, causing our soul to be renewed. Because you have to remember, the soul of man is like a dog. It just needs to be trained in the right way. You just need to train it. You just need to train that soul and allow the soul to be guided and led because the thing is, it's, it's just like, it's something that goes in between the soul and it guides us. But let me just add this before I finish. That, listen, the devil, he's not even after your flesh, you know. He's not after your spirit. You know what he's after? He's after your soul. Because if he can get your soul by programming your soul. In meditating on junk, on meditating on rubbish, and things that will cause you and I to make wrong decisions, then he's got you. Then he's got you. He's got you and I. But if we choose and we say, Lord, I am choosing today to embrace what you say in your word. I am, this is why the Bible says in the book of, this, of in the Psalms, I think it is the Psalms anyway. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You need to speak. You need to speak it out. Because at times, you may not feel a certain way. But as you speak God's word, your soul will catch up. It just needs to catch up and be aligned. So that your destiny and your future can be on course. With that, I want to, to just want to pray. And I want to pray for us in this regard. That we will really guard our, our walk with the Lord. And that we will be really intentional 
in making sure that we are gardener in every way, shape, and form. In all of those 10 points that I've mentioned, if you want them, you can get them after the service or listen to the podcast. It's not a problem. But I just want to pray right now. Father, we just come before you. I pray for every person here under the sound of my voice. All the people online, all the people here with me here physically, I pray that you will help us to be intentional in guarding what is precious, our walk with the Lord. Father, with the different points that I've mentioned and walking in the fear of God and, and to really just meditating in particular, Lord, upon your word and meditating and feeding on the right things and stopping different things from coming into our eye gate and our ear gate that is not right, that's not pure, that's not holy, that's not just. I pray, Father, that you will help each of us to embrace that, to um, embrace your word and to stop anything that's negative from coming in. I pray, Father, that you will help us also to be grateful. Help us to walk in this. Help us, Father, to really, really walk in humility and to walk in love. Father, I commit every person into your hands. I pray that you will strengthen each person, every person under the sound of my voice, strengthen them, encourage them, help them to live for you in the way that you have intended. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.